It's time to set sail for this special episode of the Fennecast. I am your Captain Sketch, and with me I have my co-host CJ and a very special guest, the voice of Fenna, Brittany Cox. Hello! Hi! Thank you guys so much for having me. Of course, we had to have you. We had to have <laughs> Fenna on the Fennecast. Well, I'm so happy to be here. And uh, I have to say, I'm just as happy since this will also be my first Fennecast to be on. So we're in the same boat on this, which His is uh, kind of funny. complicated. Very, very <laughs> That's much. That's fair. But thankfully, we were able to kind of work this in to start getting cast members and other uh, prominent figures that want to talk about Fena because it seems like everyone's been wanting to talk about this show. It's been very, very popular. And of course, being on Toonami can't uh, hurt as well. And, and so I guess kind of the big thing to start uh, with you, Brittany, was how does it how does it feel like with your own personal experiences with the block, you know, possibly growing up watching it or maybe, you know, discovering it as it's been revived? Like, what's it like seeing a project that you've been working on on the iconic uh, action cartoon block? I absolutely freaked out. I was like, excuse me, what? Where's this plan? What? Because like when I audition for things, I don't always know what's going to happen, where it's going to end up, all that stuff. And um, when they told me that I booked the show and that it was playing on, it was going to be on Crunchyroll and Toonami. And I was like, oh my God. Cause I absolutely grew up, um, you know, watching Cartoon Network and Adult Swim and Toonami. Like I was, my brother and I were really big fans and that was kind of part of our childhood. And so being on it is still surreal to me. I'm like, wait, I come on after Rick and Morty. What world is this? <laughs> That's definitely not a bad lead. And so as you're saying, you grew up on it. What was uh, kind of your experiences growing up on it then? Uh, like whether it be favorite shows or whether it be moments or things along those lines, like uh, possibly you and your brother and like family time kind of thing. What was what was it like growing up with the with the block kind of thing? Just to give fans a little perspective, considering that uh, a lot of uh, a lot of fans, I don't think kind of realize that a lot of the people who are now within the industry themselves uh, we're just like them as fans. So what was it like growing up with it? Oh man, I watching it with my brother, we always felt like we were getting away with something um, because we were like, this feels like it's so adult and we're kids. They're talking about things that I'm not allowed to talk about around my parents. This is cool. Um, like, I don't know if you guys remember um, uh, Space Ghost. Uh, <laughs> yes. I loved that show. Um, so funny. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I've always been such a big fan of that kind of stuff and I'm such an action kind of gal. I love action movies and action TV shows. And so it just kind of absolutely aligns with what I love in my day to day experience. So, um, yeah. And, and also kind of like that snarky humor I always find hilarious. Uh, we do see that a lot in Fena and I guess, kind of transitioning over to you know the big original you know it's honestly for a tsunami fan such as myself sketch and even you it's it's really nice seeing that the block is getting original stuff for for them specifically to air mm -hmm. i think it's really really invigorating and especially when we get something i wouldn't say quite different but something that seems a bit over the top compared to a typical shonen series or a typical mm. i don't know senin series or along those, it's it feels like its own thing and i'm curious on your point of view at least when you kind of are seeing fena as a whole like what does it feel being a part of this project and not just a part of it but the lead as fena it like it still doesn't feel real if uh, i'm being totally honest i'm like how it, how did i get this, like what aligned in the universe that made this all happen? It just feels unreal. And I mean, I, I'm such a huge fan of the show and to see that other people like it just as much as I do is really exciting. I'm like, oh, yay, it is really good. And, um, I mean, again, the fact that it's on Toonami and an original and, it's good. It just, it's like, it's like the perfect storm. I couldn't have asked for anything better. And so I'm just like, ah, what is this world? <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so perhaps you're, you're actually bringing your feelings of 
this is wild. How is this happening to me? To the character of Fena, who is obviously experiencing similar things. 100%. 100%. It's like not hard to relate to her at all. I mean, I'm not selling off my virginity or anything, but uh, yeah, the excitement and the quirkiness and the weirdness, 100% me. <laughs> and I think the biggest kind of thing that makes a lot of this feel a bit more special, especially with it obviously being on Toonami and whatnot, the buildup for it. I remember when it was first announced, like everyone's like, ooh, this looks interesting. And then it kind of dies down. And then all of a sudden we were getting more co uh, cookie crumbs and all kinds of like promos and stuff, news articles about it. And it all of a sudden just has exploded, mm. whether it be word of mouth, social media, written video. It just it seems like the the buzz for Fena Pirate Princess is just growing and growing. And how do you take it all in? Obviously, since it's your performance for at least like, you know, the U.S. side of seeing it kind of play out. Like, how do you take it all in knowing that something that your voice is prominently on is creating more of a buzz each and every week? Yeah, that was such a cool surprise. Because, you know, anytime you work on a project, uh, like as an actor, I never know if it's going to be popular or are people going to hate it? Uh, is it going to go nowhere? You, you just never know. You hope people like it and that there's a buzz. Um, but to be honest, I mean, this is the attention wise and buzz wise. This is one of the biggest projects I've been a part of, especially being in a role this big. And so it's just been overwhelming in such a great way how you know, wonderful and loving and caring everybody has been and so supportive and excited. And it just makes me even more excited about the show and to share what's to come because I know how it, how it continues. And I'm like, Oh, everyone's going to freak out. They don't even know. Um, so that's been, that's been really cool. Oh, so it's interesting to hear that you know pretty much how everything goes beyond at least what we've seen. Did you think that helped when it came to like whether you had to uh, act like a tough scene or be able to kind of get the right emotion for a line or anything along those lines? Like, was did that help considering how how vastly different the anime dubbing industry has changed so much where uh, Japan is kind of or U.S. is catching up with Japan so quickly with these turnarounds? Do you think being able to kind of know what's coming help a lot? Well, so it was really interesting in recording um, because we were, for at least for me, I don't know about the other cast members, but um, for because Finna is so, um, you know, it's her show um, and she's, she's in like every scene, we did all of my recording in order. So I found out things as we were going, as we were recording. And there were still, even, even then there were still some surprises like the, um, watching back some of the, like the last episode that just came out with, um, the whole Abel and Helena stuff. I had never seen that. I knew nothing about it. So it was so cool to watch it live and be like, Oh, this stuff makes so much more sense. Um, so that was really neat to kind of experience things as Finna was experiencing them and it made the emotional moments a lot easier because I was living with her. I was experiencing things at the same time as she was. And so it felt a little more immediate and raw because sometimes things would take me by surprise, which was really kind of cool. And for at least like growing up with her, how did you feel like seeing her growth from episodes one through nine? Because she starts off as, you know, pretty much being held captive and selling mm -hmm. her body to then all of a sudden becoming a captain to being treated like a captain to then being captured and then kind of get this eureka moment of like her past, especially with Yukimaru. Like what has it been like through this transition from where she started to where she's at at episode nine? Uh, it's been so cool to see how she's grown and changed in this kind of like taking on her power and trusting herself more. Um, and really, I feel like she's really starting to come into who she's going to be. It's almost like watching her grow up over this really short amount of time. Um, she's like lived her teenage years and is becoming a new person, which is really cool to experience. Um, and I, I'm always rooting for her. So like when things happen to her, I'm like, no, oh, 
in our recording sessions, I yell at my screen a lot, um, being like, no, this can't be how it goes. Don't do that. Don't kidnap her. Um, but it, it, it makes it so much fun for me as an actor to see that growth and see that journey and be a part of it. And at least something that I've noticed, and I'm not sure if uh, Sketch or even yourself have caught on, it feels like Fena itself, like the story itself, is very character-driven compared to other types of original uh, anime series. Because I'm more... I'm more used to like the storytelling kind of being the driving force to be able to propel characters to do these different types of things, their drive, their ambition, stuff like that. But it really feels like it's more of the opposite in Fena. At least that's what I've been noticing by, you know, reviewing and by watching, rewatching kind of things. Like that. It definitely feels like it's the characters that are driving that drives the plot more so than the the actual storyline of like finding Eden. I'm curious at least if, if you might have seen that or noticed that or maybe I'm off base just since you have since you have more of the answers than I do at the moment. <laughs> no, I I completely agree and it's been so interesting cuz I mean I've done other anime projects um and this show it, it's really a lot of the things that we talk about in the sessions and even you know, before our first session, a lot of it wasn't about what the world is, what the story is. 90% of what we talk about is what's going on with the characters and the relationship and where they're coming from and what happened to them and how they feel about certain things and how things are affecting them. I mean, I think the beautiful thing about this show is it talks about a lot of deep things, like a lot of trauma and dealing with that, which is so surprising and really cool um, that they explore that in such an honest way. Uh, and so that's been really amazing to see and also how people are connecting to it. I think it makes it more impactful. Like people are connecting to the characters even more because they see relationships that they want to have or that they do have or people that they want to be like. And that's been really neat. I mean, I want to be like Fena. I think she's so cool and such a strong character and there are things that she embodies that I'm like I want to be like that too in my everyday life and that I think that makes this show so unique definitely and I know I don't I'm curious on what sketches would be too but I think my favorite moment so far with Fena was when her and the twins were bartering with the stone at first I think this was back <laughs> in episode two because it legit felt like Fena was the captain instead of just like being babysat by the goblin pirates. All of a sudden the <laughs> shopkeeper makes a, you know, remark towards Fena and the twins actually stood up for her. That's our captain you're talking. I just I love that type of moment where it's like, yes, she she isn't, you know, this just thrusted into a captain role. She's owning it and the goblin pirates are respecting that as well. They're not treating her with kid gloves or like a kid. I, I just that moment really spoke to me compared to like other types of you know, whether they be more intimate with Yukimaru or whether they be more serious with like Abel and things along those lines. It just it felt to me like, wow, I really like seeing the fact that they're actually like more so along with her being captain than I thought since she's obviously, you know, new and pirate uh, gangs are usually a very, very close knit kind of group. And being able to penetrate that is no easy feat. Yeah. And I think it just adds to the fact of um you know, they, the trust that they all have into their mission to get to Eden and what that's, because I think it getting to Eden means something slightly different for every character, um, what that like personally means to them. And I think that's really cool how they're all like finding themselves coming together and trusting each other when they're kind of strangers, right? Like mm -hmm. Finna trusts them with her life, but they're, she knows Yukimaru, but that's about it. Um, so it makes for such a cool story. Sketch, what would you say would be your um, like that? Like how I'm explaining how I really enjoyed seeing the twins kind of accept her and really treat her as a captain. Well, what would you say yours is so far with Fena? Yeah, I really like that scene. But um, one of my favorite scenes was when Fena and Brule tracked down Sheeton and she just <laughs> pleaded her case to him in the most wonderfully finna way possible. And I was like, this is, this is fantastic. <laughs> I don't have a black cat, but I do have a white dog. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's, that was one of, uh, that was such a fun moment to record. I mean, I have so many favorite moments, but that is definitely top five. 
and ridiculous. And I remember when we got to the end of that speech that she does, cause it, you know, and I did, I ended up doing most of that in one take because there's no room to breathe. Um, we get to the end, I think the first time I did it and Michael, the director was like, girl, did you breathe? Are you okay? Do you need to sit down? And I was like, no, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm totally fine. Cause she just like vomits all these words. So funny. I would ask the same thing back. I believe it was episode seven where she has her panic attack when mm. she's like, wait a minute. These are looking like those demons that I saw that destroyed the hope. That mm. was fantastic. Cause the breathing that you had for the mimicking of the panic attack, it was like mm. so realistic. I was just blown <laughs> away by it. Like it to this day. I like, I still think about that performance as I'm work like working on covering Fena and how we are with covering Fena is just that performance really stood out. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. I mean, I, um, I, like I said, I got, I'm really invested in Fena's journey and the story. And so that made it easier for me to connect in those really hard moments, like the panic attack moment. And, um, you know, those, those are hard to do, especially when you're dubbing because you're trying to match, uh, the performance or match the, um, the physicality that you're seeing on the screen, even if that's, not necessarily what's happening when I'm just performing it if I wasn't looking at the screen. So it does make an interesting challenge, but, um, you know, Michael and Stephanie are amazing directors and they create such a safe space to really get into those scary moments and to really live and be in that like panic attack moment without actually having a panic attack, but, you know, getting, getting to that place where you can authentically have that moment. Um, so I'm so glad it read. Yeah, that was a, that was a scary scene. Oh, watching it. I'm like, Oh my gosh, they're so <laughs> scary looking. Definitely. It's just, and something that I'm sure sketch can, can, you know, add on to as well, but honestly the cast has really improved, not improved, but impressed, excuse me, impressed a lot. Cause for me, it's just one of those types of things where we have a character driven type of story that means a lot of onus is going to be put on the performances as well as how the ADR director is able to kind of lead their actors to be able to convey the types of emotions and feelings. So I think it's been one of the greatest kind of things that uh, we as fans get to consume, at least so far, because you really do feel the emotion, whether it be, you know, the happy joy stuff, the mm. frantic kind of nature, as Sketch <laughs> was mentioning, between Fena and Sheetan. It's 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 definitely, it's been a pleasure to kind of watch the performances as ev everything goes. I mean, I especially loved when Abel shot at um, O'Malley's head, pretty much, back when oh Fena came in. It was just like, it blew me away, both not only just the animation, the scene itself, but just the voices. I'm just like, Wow. That, that literally is like Pirates of the Caribbean-esque right there, 100%. And, I mean, Sketch, I mean, I, I, I can't speak enough of how impressed I have been with the performances of everyone so far, especially considering how a lot of the onus is on them for this character-driven story. Absolutely. I mean, if the, if the acting chops weren't there, these lines would not work. But because the acting chops are there... All these line deliveries are so good and the characters are bouncing off each other so perfectly that the comedy lands, the drama lands. It's it's all just buttery smooth and I have been enjoying it so much. Oh my God. I'm so glad to hear that. I mean, hats off to casting and the directors and the producers because I mean, the cast they put together is unreal. And I it was cool because I didn't know a lot of these actors before Finna. Um, I had worked with a couple of them before on various different projects, but um, Rob, who voices Yukimaru, I, we have never worked together. And so it's been so amazing to hear how everything comes together. I'm, I'm just blown away how they put this cast together. It's just so cool. It, it's so cool. It's like, of course, this is the cast. I couldn't imagine anybody else doing these characters. Oof, Rob's it's... delivery of the vow. Ooh. Oh. Yes. We were oh all like, God. I totally get it. I'd faint too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I mean, even watching it back, it's so funny, especially like in those moments and stuff. I don't always get to hear what the other actors are doing performance wise. Um, because based on recording schedules and all that stuff, 
But what they've done, especially for the last few episodes and for the big moments, is they've been recording Rob before me so that I can experience how he's performing those moments mm. and respond to him as Fena. That It would um, be really hard to be the one giving the response with nothing to go off of. Yeah, and you know, sometimes that happens, but um, because of uh, the, the show is so much about the two of them, um, they it's it's been really cool that they were able to record him first so I could react to him. And then I, I texted Rob and I was like, dude, I'm so sorry you had to do this without me. I can't even imagine, but really good job. <laughs> <laughs> You're a trooper. It, You're makes, a trooper. Me, Thank it you. makes me wonder about the bonks. <laughs> oh my gosh. Reacting to those. <laughs> uh, those were, I was like, really? This is the first time it happened. I'm like, I'm sorry, what is happening? What is this? And they were like, oh no, this is what's going to happen. All, this is their thing. And I was like, oh, Oh, now it's funny. And so my my goal, me and Michael, the director, our goal is to have the weirdest, kookiest noises happen every time I get bonked. Um, so I'm sure I look like a crazy person in the booth. <laughs> that definitely helps sell the comedy and make it feel less like, oh, this is violent. <laughs> it's like, this is not okay. What's happening? <laughs> this is it's abusive. Like, no, <laughs> But it it is really a callback to that kind of thing that happened in old anime. Mm-hmm. So it's it's when very I... classic in that regard. But when they threw everybody off the boat, that yes. was... <laughs> I love that. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's just everybody's getting hit or thrown off things. It's like equal opportunity. <laughs> yeah. So at least from what you're mentioning through getting to hear performances for you to act, what, what's been the recording process like, especially obviously with COVID restrictions along those lines and recording and dubbing from home? What's it been like uh, doing it for this uh, show, considering, you know, like how important it's been, how big it's gotten, the buzz, all that, everyone kind of seeing the performances right there on the screen for everyone to enjoy. What's that whole process been like uh just because of how atypical it really has been. Yeah. Uh, so this is, um, I think this is my third project with NYAV Post. And my other two, um, I got to go in to record with them. And so this is the first project I recorded with them remotely because of, you know, COVID and everything. And so um, I have a home studio and it was so, so frustrating because halfway through the show, I ended up moving and so had to move my entire studio to another place in the middle of us recording Finna. And uh, luckily, my husband is a composer and audio engineer, so he was able to have our space set up in the same way. So you can't even tell when you're listening to the show. Or maybe you can, but it's very minute. Um, so that was really cool. But recording remotely was was a challenge for sure because... Um, you know, I would have the script on one computer, my audio going through another computer, and then the being able to watch the uh, the scenes happening on a split screen. And so I had a, a bunch of different stuff going on. And luckily for me, unlike some of the other actors who had to do everything themselves, I was very fortunate that my husband was able to audio engineer for me. And so he was able to ride gain because as you guys know, Finna is all over the place. She never lives at one volume. Mm. <laughs> so, you know, one minute she's like, wow, I'm crazy. And the next she's, you know, very quiet and introspective. So um, he worked with me during the entire season, which made my life so much easier. So I could just focus on the acting. Um, so that was great. But yeah, it was it was really challenging because sometimes the video would lag. So I would be hearing things at a different speed or at a, a, in different moments that didn't quite match up with the video that I was watching. So it was it was a really interesting challenge to try and do that. Um, so matching mouth flaps was a bit of a challenge sometimes, but I think it came together really well. And, you know, everybody was so supportive and collaborative and patient with all of the technical things 
on all sides. So that made it a lot easier because it felt like we were all working together on the same team and we were going to make this amazing thing happen. And it might take a little longer, but that's okay. Hmm. Since this is such a quick turnaround with the with the Japanese release, I did wonder if you always got to work with finished animation or if there were times when you didn't get to work with finished animation. Oh, not at all. So it made it for a really nice surprise when uh, what, like being able to watch the show live. I was like, oh, that's what it looks like. Oh, that's really cool. Um, sometimes it would be, the characters would be finished, but the backgrounds would just be pencil sketches or vice versa sometimes. Um, oh, right. I remember uh, them talking about that with the live stream that you guys yeah. did for the first episode. They were like, wow, this looks like a really adult swim show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I mean, especially when, before the show started coming out, we were like, what is this even going to look like? I, I, I'm not quite sure. Like, I kind of had an idea, but I don't know how it's all going to come together. And it, I mean, it is beautiful. This mm -hmm. show is so beautiful. And so being able to see it all come together, now I'm like, oh, I get it. So when I was recording later episodes and would see the pencil sketches, I'd be like, okay, I think I know what this is going to look like. It is very beautiful. Uh, I am left in awe, especially like the most recent episode of Abel's backstory. Those mm. that scenery backdrop, all hand drawn too. That Maki would so graciously dropped for information all for all of us. Painted, but like, oh my god, it looked like it was straight out of like a Disney movie. Like with the just, they made every color vibrant. It was beautiful. Yeah, it gave it its own kind of feel, which I loved. They've been creative with the flashbacks. Like uh, Sheeton's flashback had these unique hues instead mm. of, you know, the, the typical kind of things that you would see. Like there were no wavy effects or anything that the, <laughs> the short form for this is a flashback. But no, it actually just had a different tone and setting and it. it really sold the scenes. Yeah, I thought they did a really good job with the flashbacks and how and making them feel different like still in the same world, but they, you, I felt like it was never confusing where we were in time. Like we, it's a, we're able to follow along so well because of the visuals. Yeah. There, there's a lot of series they could learn from that. <laughs> <laughs> learn from us. That's funny. Is this uh, your first time working with the studio? Uh, my first time working with Maki on a project, I had worked with, um, Michael and Stephanie, the direct, uh, the voice English voice directors on, um, a couple of films, but I've never done a show with them. I did, um, uh, night is short walk on girl. Ooh, speaking of stunning anime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I got to work on that, um, which was fun. And then, um, my first project with them was, uh, for Oko's in, um, a feature film, which was, um, very pretty as well. And, uh, yeah, but this is my first series with them and my first time doing anything with Toonami and, um, you know, uh, Maki producing. So that was such a joy and a pleasure. How has it been working with Maki? We've, we've had the pleasure of being able to interview and talk with her before. She has to be a real treat for you guys just as much as she is for us. Oh, she is the kindest, sweetest, most genuine person I think I've ever met. And we've never met in real life. I mean, because it's all been remote. Um, but my first session as Fena, like the first day I was going to record... She was in the session for the first little bit when they were like, hey, so this is the character. Here's what we're doing. Here's the show. Here's all the things. Um, and she was just so welcoming and like complimentary and made me feel so welcome and such a part of the team that it was just kind of unreal. And then when we all uh, chatted again for the live stream of the first two episodes when they first came out. It was just so fun to just chat with her and be like, hey, girl, how's it going? Oh, it's all coming together. Cool. And she's so excited about the show. So that makes, I think, as being a part of the cast, it makes me even more excited to know that one of the producers is just as excited and as invested as I am. Like, it's it's really neat. 
Definitely. No, that's that's wonderful to hear, especially considering how much care and love seems to have been placed on Fena, Pirate mm. Princess. It is just, it's been such a it's been such a fun show. It's really it's it, it's just I don't know. It, it's, there's something about it that made me want to, you know, cover it. Uh, it made like specifically I was like, I will re- be reviewing this. I definitely want to. It looks really cool. I love the art. I love the characters. Uh, at least how they look to start and stuff like that. There's just, I don't know. It seems like it has this like perfect, uh, like combination of everything you'd want in an anime, and mm. it's just really caught on to be such a endearing show that I think a lot of people are gonna remember. I don't know if everyone here feels quite the same, but it's just it's one of those things where it just seems to hit a lot of right notes that really kind of gave everyone a complete package. At least that's what I'm getting from from watching it and experiencing it. Yeah, I mean, I absolutely feel very similar and I like it takes everything that I'm really excited about as a as a fan and as a human and it put it all in one show cuz I'm a huge history nerd. I love pirate stuff. I'm super into action, but I also like really cool characters and relatable stories. And so I'm like, Fena is perfect. I was joking with Rob. Um, I was like, dude, even if I wasn't in this show, I'd be such a huge fan. I would definitely be a stalker. So uh, I'm glad I'm in it and don't have to, you know, <laughs> just stalk everybody else. Because <laughs> I would. Oh, that's really funny. I guess uh, kind of a big thing, too, is what can you tell fans to expect? Like, give them a teaser for the last three episodes, because all of a sudden they get this kind of figure. They figure out everything, their eureka moment. They mm. turn into national treasure for like a couple of seconds to figuring out all the codes and whatnot. What do you think you can kind of like tease fans with as we head to the finish line? Because it feels like a dramatic ending is on the horizon because a i don't i'm not sure what's going to happen but i i have a feeling that o'malley isn't actually dead uh that will so i think that's obviously going to happen obviously able yeah don't don't actually tell us if i I would never but it definitely seems like something's humming yeah i mean i yeah i mean for i I have not seen everything because I only see the stuff that Finn is in. So I don't know everything that happens. But what I can say is what you think is going to happen, It's you're going to be totally surprised. Totally surprised. I was super surprised. Okay. It's amazing <laughs> and surprising <laughs> and unexpected. Those are my words. For the last three episodes. <laughs> that is, that has me hyped up for, I mean, I was our, I think we were already hyped for it, but like yeah. that, that, that just puts a nice little icing and I hope we get more animation like we did when Abel shot that cannon. Oh Ooh. man. Wasn't that crazy? Oh my I have God. never, I mean, I, I watch my fair share of, you know, anime and animated content. I don't know if I've seen anything like that. That was something special. That like the the acting moment in episode seven was like really really like memorable, and I feel like that shot was heard around the tsunami verse. Like it was it was something else. Yeah, so good. So beautifully Um, destructive. Yeah, right. It's like we're cheering, but we're also like, oh, oh no. They just got vaporized. (laughs) Ooh, no one is surviving that. Or wink, are they? Wink. Yeah, <laughs> we don't know. I we don't know. know. I, really I can genuinely say I don't know. I, I honestly hope not all of them because I did like the cast of the the Rumble Pirates. I love their design so much. They, they all look were fantastic. so cool. Come on, there's I mean, no way Mary's dead. She's totally got a thing with one of the twins. <laughs> and they have the best moment of like the perfect boob to hip ratio. <laughs> I love right. that line so much. <laughs> Bennett gift- has a lot of good vi- lines like that. Virgin Virus was last week too. Like mm, that was a good one. There's some good like spicy my lines. My senses are tingling. That's uh, I like that. That's oh my god. No, it, like I said, it's a complete package. You got great animation, great characters, great acting, great production. Like all of it, it's been absolutely, absolutely fantastic. Um, mm. And we are so gracious that. You know, you're just as much of a fan of it as we are, especially it seems like the entire cast is, which I think also helps. Like we love seeing you guys promoted on social media just as much as we are. It's just yeah. 
it really makes it like a nice little kind of thing together. It's a, it's the thing that Sketch has we mentioned. Feel the before. passion. Right. <laughs> and it's something where it's like he he speaks about this a lot where he's saying how much that I think people really appreciate when cast and crew join with them in yeah. the camaraderie of it. And like it makes a show feel even more special than like, let's say, uh, someone might after two weeks tweet about you know it's not like two weeks later oh i'm in this by the way check out fena it's more like no we're, we're tweeting with you guys about this just as much as anything and i think that helps build even a stronger type of kind of i don't know i, I want to say like maybe growth or just like you're growing with the characters as much as the cast is growing with them too yeah i mean i i've never that I can remember been a part of a project where everyone is on the same level of excitement and passion about this show. I have not met a single cast member or a single person working on this show who is not absolutely in love with it from every aspect. And that's such a cool thing to be a part of. And the fact that the fans are as well, I mean, it makes it even better. Anytime I see fan art, I'm like so excited. I'm like, oh, this is so cool. <laughs> no, it's, I, I've been, we've been noticing the fan art too. It's been there's a lot of great fan art out there. There's been some so really good. good stuff. Um, but, uh, I know we could probably talk about Fena for five hours, but Absolutely. there was a cool, well, I mean, I'm not going <laughs> to deny that, but there are a few other side things that maybe Toonami fans might be aware of that we wouldn't mind getting like a quick word in as well. Sure. Uh, I know uh, for someone like myself, I'm very much ingrained in playing a ton. You are a character in Genshin Impact, which I'm not sure if our viewer or listeners might have known as well. Uh, one of the most popular games that has exploded. Like I can't, it kind of blows me away how popular a mobile game has turned out to be. Same. Uh, I remember recording and we were like, I mean, it's a pretty game, but, you know, there's a lot of games coming out. And then it exploded. We were like, whoa. <laughs> what's it what's it been like uh, being able to be a voice of a prominent character um, who says a lot of tough lines also? Yes, uh, she does. I'm, I'm quite impressed uh, going through some of her voice lines. I was like, wait, how did what? Uh, oh, yep. my God. Uh, what's it been like being a part of the project as well as uh, being a fairly popular character and just how much the game's exploded? Yeah, it's I mean, being the voice official in Genshin Impact has just been fantastic. I mean, when I I do, uh, I'm very open about this. I do not speak German. Never have I ever. Uh <laughs> And so I was shocked when I booked her um, and they were like, hey, so you have a, her name is German and you have a lot of stuff in German. And by the way, she speaks lines that are insanely long that we were going to, uh, we might not know what she's saying half the time, uh, which was so fun and surprising. So in uh, sessions recording for her, I had a translator who was there to tell me how to say all the German which was very challenging. <laughs> and then we also had to uh, frequently stop and look up the words that she's using because they're like, I mean, she uses really big words. And I mean, I'm a, I'm a pretty educated person, but I couldn't tell you what she was saying half the time. <laughs> so I, we would have, I'd be like, what does that word mean? What? I don't understand what this is. Uh, so that was a really fun and interesting challenge um, to do all of that and do uh, the voice of the princess and all at the same time. Um, <laughs> but it was it was super fun. And I love how I, I, I'm noticing a trend with a lot of my characters is um, they're they're very quirky uh, young ladies. And so I love how quirky and bizarre she is, but still so fun and relatable. <laughs> Uh, two things for you, Sketch. One, you'd be surprised at how much youthful optimism and like hyperness she shares with Fena. It's the only thing that they are similar with. It's something I noticed right off the bat. Yeah. It's like it, you really can tell like the upbeat and kind of like I wouldn't say childlike type of uh, endearment kind of thing, but more so in a sense of like they both have, you know, the their lung capacity is very large. We'll put it that way, right? Those singing uh, lessons have come in handy, working on that breath support. <laughs> uh, and and I will say, she is also a fun character to use. I know Sketch has, has like dabbled in it, so I would just yeah. at least given him a little kind of info about that. I don't that. think that character was in the game when I played it. 
Did you get to pl- you you do you she's she is one of the earlier ones. I, I was late to the party, so I don't know orders of characters of it, but obviously since I play a lot of it now, it's just it was the one thing that I noticed um from Fena when listening was that oh okay. I could definitely see this that similarity there, but that's about it. Cause oh. boy, does Fena grow up a ton a lot more than Fish does. Oh yes. Fishel <laughs> lives in that little imaginary world that she has. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. Uh, since you mentioned singing, you did sing as Fena. I did. So tell us about that experience. Oh my gosh, I was so nervous. I was so nervous. Um, I, I I like to tell people when they ask me if I can sing, um, I, I say, uh, I can fake it pretty okay. Um, so I over the pandemic, you know how everybody had a thing that they did during the pandemic. Well, my thing was taking singing lessons. Um, so I've been working with a coach for the past year, which worked out great for Fena um, since she ends up having to sing. And I was so nervous because it was my first time doing it. And we did it in two takes and it went great. I, my husband can attest to this. I was sitting on the couch when the episode came out and I was like hugging a pillow and I was like, oh God, how bad's it going to be? Oh no. Because I, I didn't know what it was going to sound like. And uh, I thought it was really good. It came out so good. It's always very hard to translate a Japanese song to English and make it sound like anything. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it. we were very lucky, at least with my part, not, uh, I think Rob had the more challenging part than I did. Um, I was very lucky that it was just la-la's. So, <laughs> you know, that yeah. translated pretty easily. <laughs> it is a nice tune. I, I thought it was very sweet. It made me, this is going to sound really kind of weird, but it made me think of like potential like uh, songs you might hear in a Final Fantasy game. Mm. Uh, I'm very big fan of Final Fantasy IX, and it reminded me a lot of uh, the song that Garnett would be singing when Zidane and her were first getting to know each other. Uh, it's it's uh, it, it. I forget what the title is, but it, it actually is a very like heartwarming and very like tear tear moment for me, just as a you know growing up on that. So mm-hmm. it reminded me a lot of that, and it was really really like kind of sweet, and you get that kind of like. You get to like you kind of bob your head a little bit. You kind of just listen. You like it doesn't have to be like you know like Whitney Houston or anything like that. It's yeah. just very soothing and it's just like it's a very heart filled type of thing. So that's kind of what it reminded me of, which I loved. <laughs> well, and it's you know clues to a place that we're gonna end up, which is pretty exciting. Very very sneaky, Franz. Very sneaky. Yeah, <laughs> sir. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> Um, but, uh, I guess that's kind of it from what I have for questions Unless sketch. Is there anything else that, uh, you were thinking about or any, anything along those lines? Cause I think I'm kind of fresh out. I, like I said, I could just start complimenting Fena. You know what I mean? Like the whole show has been absolutely fantastic. I would like to know what some of your favorite lines have been so far. Oh gosh. Yeah. There's so Goodbye, many. Goodbye, crew world. <laughs> I, lo- I was cracking up recording that. It took forever to just get a, a, a clean take where I wasn't laughing because um, <laughs> it was just ridiculous and so fun. Um, you know, the boob to hip ratio line, hilarious. It's not even my line, and I love that line. <laughs> That's going to be everyone's favorite line, isn't it? <laughs> it's so good. Sheetan. How is my face looking? Am I still cute? Am I still cute? <laughs> what do you mean? Look away. Um, I love Karin. She's such a cool character. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, my pirate senses are tingling was a fun one. Um, oh, when um, Otto is running and she's like, but you're really not in good shape. Yeah. Are you going to be okay? Ah. <laughs> <sighs> That that just made me giggle, because <laughs> and when we were recording that, I didn't hear his voice, so I had no idea what he sounded like. I just saw that he was a heavier dude, and then when they put it all together, I was like, "That's perfect. That's so perfect." I'm also getting a hint that maybe you could do everyone's lines in your own way, because it's just, yes. like you seem to remember all of them. 
Yes, I absolutely, <laughs> I do. Again, I told you, I'm such a huge fan of the show that I'm like, yeah. I mean, I think Karen is fantastic with all her guns and stuff. She's cool. And um, the twins are hilarious. And oh I mean, God, I mean. About the training montage with her. Oh, yes. oh my God, that was oh, so yes. funny. Hilarious. I love it when people are yelling at Finna. I think it's so funny. You know, when Karen's like, you know, put your elbows in. I told you not to do that gun. It's so funny. And then she got smacked in the face. <laughs> poor, <laughs> poor Karen's face. Always the, always the face. I know. Always the and nose. And that, that moment of where uh, Karen and Finna realize they both get hit by Yuki Maru, and they're like, "Oh, she just ha he just has a problem with beautiful women." <laughs> Oh gosh. Shitan would also agree with that statement as well. Yes. Oh, that, <laughs> that whole thing when Shitan is um pulling apart Fena's face, so funny. That took forever to record to make it sound right with um him pulling apart her face. <laughs> yeah, um, what did you do for that? So I did what he did where you know, you pull apart your face and you know, you make your your mouth stand out and stuff um but it didn't sound right it didn't sound as funny as we wanted it to sound so what I ended up doing is like stuffing my fingers in my mouth and then pulling apart my mouth or pulling apart my lips uh and that made it sound better so I looked crazy and I slobbered all over myself but you know it's what we do for our art right all over them fingers yep <laughs> yep <laughs> oh, was... take That's acting great. classes they said it'd be easy <laughs> they said it would be easy and they were wrong all right if you if you're so good at remembering everybody's lines then give us your best yuki Maru impression oh my god right okay what's what's your what's uh, give me a favorite line that you have of yuki Maru. Hmm. Hmm. how about how about him vowing to always be by fena's side no, no, no. That's too serious. What? That's, what? But I think it'd be funny hearing Venna say it. <laughs> like, like she's recapping it. Okay, yeah, that would be good. <laughs> see, see. <laughs> okay. Um, Venna's <laughs> impression of Yuki Maru. Venna, I will always be by your side, holding your hand. <laughs> uh, I love it. I, I love how much the cast is having just as much as can fun you, as Can you do the scene it. when when Yugimaru <laughs> is talking to Brule on the boat because there's nobody else around? Oh, right. Oh, right, when he loses the game. Yeah. I forget exactly what he says, but... Um... Yeah, he's explaining the game to the dog. Yeah. Poor dog. <laughs> <laughs> love I had dog. eight chances and there was only one thing to do and just... It's not fair! <sighs> Listen, dog. <laughs> Best dog, of this course. We all love like another person. So fluffy. He so is. Fluffy and sweet. But uh, but Brittany, I think that's everything. Uh, I hope you enjoyed uh, this interview. I, you know, we hope we didn't ask too many hard hitting questions on no. that. No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like like I said, I could talk about this show and this cast and the crew nonstop because I love them all so much and it's I'm such a fan of the show so I mean it it means so much that you guys invited me to come hang and chat about it I'm like I can't wait for everyone to see the end of the show because it's going to blow everyone's mind and oh I'm so excited it's so great so thank you guys for having me on of course absolutely now is there any other projects that you'd like to mention plug anything um, not that I can talk about yet. But... Oh, the classic <laughs> NDA. That's my favorite project, NDA. Come on now, Sketch. NDA is the best project. We've all had it. It's been fantastic. But yeah, no, I have some some cool stuff coming out later uh, this year or early next year, depending on production schedules. Um, yeah, but I'm so excited that I can talk with you guys about Fena, you know. And we'll obviously look forward to hearing your latest announcement on stuff. Oh. That, that's always cool. Well, I mean, like, we always, 
enjoy what casts do that have like given their voice to characters on Toonami. So like we always enjoy those types of things. Oh yeah. I mean, and as I mean, Toonami, again, Toonami is just so amazing and I'm still like, I'm on Toonami. What, what is this world? So it's, I mean, it's still crazy and cool and you know, so I'm so excited. And again, thank you guys for having me on to, to chat all the things. Absolutely. And Sketch, if you're wondering, this is pretty much how every interview for the uh, documentary went. <laughs> if you're wondering. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> well, then, before we go, uh, uh, tell folks where they can find you on social media and the like. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, and my username thing is uh, Brittany C. Cox is my uh, handle and yeah i'm i'm around i'm here hanging out if you guys are in la i'll probably once things open up i'll probably be seeing more people so that'll be fun at cons and stuff oh i'm going to anim um uh, uh, i'm going to my first convention in january oh. uh anime impulse so that'll be fun if so if you're in la you know come hang out that'll be fun and bring your Fena cosplays. Please. Yes. <gasps> mm -hmm. oh, dude, cosplays Please. of the Goblin Knights outfits. They got yes. The Yuki Maru mask too. Please. <sighs> I want all of them. I want just a wall of all the Goblin Knights masks mm -hmm. and hats. Yeah, they're really cool. <laughs> Very good. We I have... love the color coordination. I mean, it, it, it goes back to like Super Sentai and such and or Power Rangers in the U.S. as most people will know. So I, I love that color coordination thing. It's like, oh, they're all different colors. And at first, I didn't realize that the twins didn't have slightly different colors, but they do. They Very subtle. Do. It's easier to tell in their other outfit, not in the darker one, but yeah. it's <laughs> I like color coordination. <laughs> it is important. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. Okay. Well, thank you once again for joining us, Brittany. We're so happy that you were able to talk with us about Fena on this special episode of the Fena Cast. Oh, thanks for having me again. And uh, who knows? Maybe we could have you uh, another time. I'm around. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I will uh, catch you both next time. All right. Thank you All again. Right. Bye. Thank you again. Bye. And with that, we're raising it.